everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts. With me, it's Ariel and me, Rayleigh. Oh, all right. It didn't take me multiple tries to get that intro. No, everybody. I was gonna like say a different name as a joke, but then I was like, no, let's not, let's not ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> My name's oh, John. <laughs> I am very excited to be recording this podcast episode. Not even for any reason in particular. Just honestly, I had a pretty bad day, mm. and I'm just glad that for the next hour I get to sit down with my pal and just talk about books. Me too. I've been looking mm. forward to this for so long. It's, yeah. We're recording a few days later than we normally do just because yes. of circumstances, and I've been, like, longing to do this. <laughs> I know. Me too. Yeah. I just, every, literally today, it was, like, just everything was going wrong. You know, one of those days. Mm-hmm. One thing after another. And every time I was like, it's all right. Later, I'm recording the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. Later, I'm recording the podcast. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Um, we are excited for a good episode. We've got some cool recommendations to give out. We have um, also a fun little story to chat oh, about. Oh, yeah. I have so much so to say. <laughs> I think we should start with our story. You think? Just because it's a funny, silly time. Let's so, do it. Uh, I was invited to go and host an advanced screening of the Netflix film To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You. So the sequel to To All the Boys I've Loved Before. And I was so excited because it just sounded like a really fun opportunity and like a, a crazy kind of night. But also because I loved the first movie. Me too. So I was like there for it. And then I was like, well, I bet you they'd let me take a plus one. <laughs> and I said, do you think I could bring my friend Raylene? And they were like, yeah, sure. And I was like, Raylene, we're going to go do this thing in Vancouver. Um, so we go out and like I said, I basically just went up to the front of everyone and I was like, welcome. <laughs> Netflix um, loves you. <laughs> Netflix is the best. I also got to award raffle tickets, which was hilarious. Like everyone that went to the screening was given a blue raffle ticket. And me and Raylene earlier were joking. We were like, I better pull us raffle tickets mm-hmm. because if you win, you get a signed book, but you also get a sweater. Um, and it's like a a big comfy yellow sweater. And I was like, oh my God, we need this sweater. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, I, we're joking about it. But then when I go up and I'm pulling raffles, I am like, oh, six, four, two, eight, one or whatever. And then I, I say, oh, six, one. And I look up at Raylene (laughs) and Raylene shoots her hand up into the sky. And I had genuinely with no cheating, I had gifted Raylene a raffle. Yeah, I was just staring through all those heads in front of me, like gazing into your eyes like I did it. We did this together. <laughs> I felt like a crazy person, but it was so I worth it. I loved it. I was just, I was really, I was, I loved that moment. Yeah. Um, and then I got to very excitingly introduce that there was two of the cast members, Anna Cathcart and Trezzo Mahoro, who um, were there and like got to introduce them. And then I went and sat down and then me and Raylene just watched the movie. Yep. So it was a fun night. But I hear, Raylene, that you have a new bit of information about that. <laughs> okay, yeah. So when we showed up, we had our two reserved seats that said reserved for a beset. And I was like, oh, sweet. So this is we sit, where we're going to sit. Yeah. But then the rest of the row was booked and reserved for Nickelodeon and we yep. were like what the hell does that mean what, yeah. who's gonna be here to represent Nickelodeon and like 10 yeah. minutes before the movie start all of these kids come piling into our yes. row and I was like oh children okay interesting wonder how they're connected to Nickelodeon turns out yeah. they're all kid actors I figured this out because when oh. you Ariel left to go backstage or whatever for a little bit yeah. before you had to go introduce everything 
Yeah. So I was just sitting there by myself, kind of just hanging out. And I was just kind of like <laughs> listening to these kids talking to each other. And they were like complaining about being on set they were like oh i had to wear a harness today on set it was so annoying and the other kid was like well at least you get to be in the episode and they were just like so they're like arguing about being 12 year old actors which was really funny to begin with but then yesterday i posted the picture of us that we took at the theater and it was i tagged the theater in it and i was like i'm just gonna see who else went to this event see like what else happened so i clicked on the name of the theater and one of the kids had posted a picture of all of them and I recognized them immediately because I was sitting yes. right next to them. I knew who they were. And so I like was just like creeping on all of them to see who they were. And one kid, yeah. one kid is like kind of famous. He was in the oh. movie Wonder. He played Julian. Oh, yeah. No and I was like, what the hell? That guy was sitting like right next to me and I didn't even That's notice. so Funny. Isn't that great? We had no idea who these kids were. We were just like, um, I don't know. We were just like, cool, there's some Nickelodeon kids. Yeah. And it was actually hilarious because I, I can post a photo on Patreon, actually. Mm. But it was really funny because there was just this post, like, just the reserve side said, Abisette Nickelodeon. <laughs> and we were like, okay. <laughs> we're high high stakes here, us and Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah, man. so this is just the beginning of the books on bound hijinks. I can't wait to see what the heck else we get up to. Right, we need to go on more more fun. field trips, please. Yeah, field trips exactly. I want to get invited to stuff as books unbound so that both of us get this, to go. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is officially our first field trip. That's what we're gonna call them. Whenever you and me go on a an adventure, it's gonna be a field trip. Yeah, uh, especially a bookish are... related thing. That it's yes, a books exactly. unbound field trip. A books unbound <laughs> related event. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, we we did watch the movie and we were really into it oh my god so much laughing and gasping and the drama oh my god i literally said out loud kind of loudly i was like peter is sad and i don't like it <laughs> we don't like sad um, peter peter deserves no, happiness oh so we are currently recording the episode in the sweaters that we got mm-hmm. um i was given a sweater just i think because i was hosting it yeah, and the woman who i was working with from touchwood her name is lauren she was so nice she was super lovely and she was like i'll get you a sweater and i was like yes get me an extra large <laughs> <laughs> yeah we also got cool shiny notebooks which was nice and a bunch yeah. of stickers that i stole from a countertop yes. I mean, I think they were for our taken because they were just sprinkled yeah. everywhere. I just remembered that I had them. I haven't peppered them all over my items yet. <laughs> yes. I, I really, I think I to all the first. boys I've loved before is going to be my new brand. Like I really enjoy <laughs> this series so much now. I'm just like, this is my new thing. Actually, that reminds me because like you mentioned, I won a copy of the second book, signed a yeah. copy of book two in a movie cover. And I was like, well, this is weird to only have the second book. And yeah. funny story, I read the first book way back when it came out and did not enjoy it. But mm. I am going to reread the series. Well, love I'm gonna it. I'm gonna reread the first book and then continue yeah. the series because I love the movie so much. So I feel like my little annoyances about the books will be overshadowed by just imagining them as the actors and being like, "This is the movie, but in a book." So what I did is yeah. I I went out and bought a copy yeah. of the first book in a movie cover <laughs> because. They just so happened oh, to have it at the, at the bookstore I used to work at. So I I used my hookup at the bookstore and said, hey, let me know if you ever get this book in. And they were like, we have it right now. And I was like, I'm on my way. Oh, my God. So I now have the That's first two awesome. books in the movie cover specifically because this is the only reason I'm buying them is because of the movies. So I feel like it works. So now I just have to wait until book three comes out. I actually love these movie covers, which is so yeah, funny because really I usually really dislike movie covers. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of funny. I think I'm going to have to wait to obviously to buy the third book until the third movie comes out and there is a movie oh cover. God, but I think I'm going to wait right. until then to read it too. <laughs> That's so 
funny. Yeah. I love that. Well, since you did a little book haul feature, mm. I actually wanted to do that too Yay! today. So let's transition into a little book haul. Sure. So recently, um, me and my brother had a pal day. A pal day is a concept that my dad invented when we were kids. Love it. And it's just like when two people go out and they go shopping and adventuring mm-hmm. do you know what i mean so like you just hit up a bunch of stores and you like you don't have to buy anything but you're just like having a fun day out in the town i love that so a lot. me and my brother had a pal day and we ended up going to my favorite bookstore near my house expressions of time which i actually did a documentary of on my youtube channel um but we went in there and my brother was said to, we're like friends with the staff now which is the <laughs> best but yeah. we went in and my brother was like i would like a book about what was it Oh, about plants, because we had just bought a plant at a, at Rona. Yeah. And I was like, and I would like a book about bread. And, <laughs> and the woman was like, well, thankfully, th- those sections are right next to each other. So she just took us over That's and, so like, cute. yeah, led us to it. So I bought a book about <gasps> bread. I love it that. is called the Tassajera Bread Book. And the byline or like the quote <gasps> on the bottom is the Bible for bread making. This is That's the amazing. 25th anniversary edition. It's a beautiful copy. It's like a really, I don't know, it's just such a satisfying book to hold. And the it's all like kind of, the pages are a bit like uh, parchment-y sort mm. of. Um, it's a bunch of recipes, but also just like a bunch of tips and tricks and uh, philosophy on bread making. What's crazy is that the guy who wrote it, it says Edward S. Brown was a, ordained as a Zen priest in 1971. <laughs> Whoa. Um, so like he's like this Zen dude, but then he also just loves bread. That's so cool. <laughs> so I weird just feel book. like this, and so I looked it up on Goodreads and it was hysterical because first of all, it has like a super high rating mm. in the fours. But then secondly, the first review I read, it just, it just starts with the line, I'm sorry I ever doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sold! Also, because it's a used bookstore, I got it for $5. I love which that. is so epic. Well, that's like my book um, haul. For these two books, all together, I only spent three seventy five. That's amazing. <laughs> so I have one more book for my book oh haul. Oh my god, do it. Okay, this is Guys? Guys? I'm so excited. Today, I received in the mail an advanced Uh-oh. copy of <laughs> Death in Her Hands <gasps> by Otessa Moshfeg. Very nice. When does that I, one come out? This comes out, gosh, it will say on the side, uh, April 21st. All right. So not too far to go. Not too far. Not too far. Not too far. But I am so excited to have this. It came with a bunch of stickers and a map. And I'm just like, I love it. okay, I'm in for this adventure. I'm so excited. As you all know, I was I really, really enjoyed my year of rest and relaxation. You know what's really funny about that book? I think right. I gave it four out of five stars. Um, actually, I know I did. As the months <laughs> have passed since reading it, in my mind, it just keeps going up and up. Because mm. I keep thinking about it yeah it's a fiver like it kind yeah it just it keeps sitting with me like it hasn't left me there's a lot of books that i finished and i and i'm like that was great and then i don't don't ever think about them really Mm -hmm. um but that book i keep thinking about it and i keep recommending it to people and i keep talking to people about it It just i really enjoyed it so it's and and the other consequence of that is that i'm like getting really hyped for death in her hands so i'm so excited to have this and thank you to penguin press for sending it to me super mega hyped um i hope that i love it as much as i love the other one 
Um, you know what I love? So whenever I get sent a book from a publishing house, I don't know who to tag. I don't like. I, I want get the that. right <laughs> people to see it on Instagram because I want them to see that like I shared it and I'm grateful. These people, they Penguin Press included a bookmark that says like, uh, if you'd like to post about this book, please disclose at Penguin Press. And I'm like, I will Penguin Press. Thank you, Penguin That's Press. That's genius. So, oh my god, yeah. I just realized I have another book for the book haul section. Wow. And I'm only talking about it because it relates to you directly. Please. I got in the mail the book that you sent me. <gasps> the brand new spanking beautiful copy of The Perks of Being a Wallflower that Yay! looks exactly like the other copy I have except it's beautiful. <laughs> Because for those who don't know, during the reading rush this past oh, summer, no. we were both reading The Perks of Being a Wallflower. We were buddy yes. reading it. It was great. Yes. We would go to the park, go to a school, and sit on a bench and read the book Honestly, together. Honestly, I have beautiful, fond memories I of that I love time. that we sat there and read that book together. Yeah, me too. But one it day, Peppa Pig <laughs> destroyed everything. <laughs> <laughs> because Ariel got this cup that was Peppa Pig. It was like a sippy cup. <laughs> Yep, and it was. She, it was. she came open inside of our bag and exploded all over both of our copies of Perks of Being a Wallflower. <laughs> and we were devastated. But it was it hilarious. Was a, it was a hard time for us. It was a very difficult moment. And so because Peppa was Ariel's mistake, she agreed yes. to buy me a new copy. And I just yes. got it. And it's so beautiful. It showed up. I was like, what did I? I didn't order anything from Book Depository that would be this skinny. What is this? And I opened it up and I was like, <gasps> Yay! So exciting. Yeah, so basically I had meant to buy that, like to replace that edition for Raylene right away. Mm -hmm. I felt really bad. It was my water bottle. I felt really bad and I was like, I will buy you a new version. Don't worry. And Raylene was like, don't worry. It's all cool. And I was like, no, no, I will replace it. Um, and then two things happened. One, it's British edition. So I could only get it from the book depository. And two, I kept forgetting. Um, <laughs> so eventually I finally was like, oh my God, this is the perfect Christmas present. I was like, I can get this for you for Christmas. Yeah. So I bought it for Christmas, but I guess because it's the book depository, they take, they so take a lot longer to ship than I think. But here's the, what's really interesting. When I lived in Ontario, mm -hmm. it did not take this long to ship. Really? So I have bought a couple of things from the book depository and they have taken so long to get here. So your present was late and Connor, my boyfriend's <laughs> present, was also late. Oh, well, yeah. One of his Christmas presents. Because I ordered books from the book depository and apparently it takes 80 years to get to It British really Columbia. does. Every time I buy a book on there, I just choose to forget about it and then one yeah. day it'll show up and it'll be a nice surprise. <laughs> so I look forward to the next. I actually have a book on the way right now. We'll see. We'll see when it we'll gets see. here. We'll see. <laughs> I'll but talk I'm about it when it gets here. I'm glad you finally got it. Merry Christmas to yes, you. Yes, yes. Um, thank you. <laughs> let's dive in to this episode. <laughs> I love this. It's a chatty good old time. I love it. So, uh, what is our first question? What are you currently reading? That's our question. Okay. What the heck are you reading, my friend? I, for those who participated in our most recent live reading, will know what I'm reading, but I'll tell everyone else. Um, the Fact of a Body is the book I'm reading. Mm. Its subtitle is A Murder and a Memoir. And this book Ooh. is by Alexandria Marzano Lesnovic. Okay. And this book is so stressful. I'm already, I'm, I'm only on page 68. Oh my God. I'm, already, I'm barely into this book, but I'm like, oh my God. Because basically what this book is about, it's, the, the author is like a true crime writer, I guess. Or maybe she's not a true crime writer, but this book is a, a true crime book. And she yeah. is talking about um, this guy named Ricky Langley who killed a kid. He killed a six-year-old okay. kid. And so this, the book opens up with that. But the title in the title it even tells you a murder and a memoir so it's half like her right. talking about this murder like every other chapter is the murder and every other chapter is her talking about her childhood and her growing up and 
they're kind of intertwined in some ways, mainly because um, Ricky Langley, the murderer, was a child molester. Mm. Bad stuff, dark stuff, and basically the author went through some bad stuff like that as well growing Mm. up. And so it's like really stressful and dark to read about. Yeah, Um, that's really stressful. Yeah, and so it's just like... So I haven't really read much of it in the past week since I started it because it's just like I really have to get into the right mindset to be able to read something this dark because yeah, it's been a while. I feel that. I feel so that. I'm wondering if I might if I should start something else to like be my my balance counterweight to this because it's just like oh like I love true crime but I this is the first true crime book I've ever read like I've watched mm, shows and you know podcasts. listened to podcasts and stuff but yeah. reading a book is different because it's like. Usually I read for fun. This isn't yes. fun. Like, oh, I enjoy I it, mean. but it's not right. fun, you know? Right. So right. it's tough, right. but I'm really liking it, though. Like, it's really good, so. Maybe this is the perfect moment to read to all the boys because <gasps> that's, like, the most fluffy, happy thing I was ever. actually thinking of doing that. I was like, should I just jump right in? Maybe oh, I should. That's exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you, actually, because I really want to... I also haven't read the books, but I love the movie so much, so I'm interested to hear if you think I should read the books. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, what I'm currently reading actually is a little bit like To All the Boys. It is the fluffiest YA of all time. <laughs> okay. It is called Top 8 by Katie Finn. I reread. So, Very good. Yes. I am a couple of... <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, how do I start? How do you begin to say you're having a hard time? <laughs> I've been having a couple tough weeks. Let me just say it. And um, about a week ago or... Yeah, about a week ago, I was, like, stressed out of my melon, and I was just like, I cannot deal with the world right now. Mm -hmm. I just need to feel better. And I was like, what do I do? I could watch something. I could, I don't know, eat something. What what should I do? And I was just like, I could read. I could read. Yes. Yes, I could read. What should I read? (laughs) And I looked at my shelf, and it was like, it was like me in top eight, locked eyes across (laughs) a room. I was like, how have I how am I not reading you right now? And I ran over and I picked it up and I just sat there and I read like 50 pages and I was like, oh, it's so good. This is a book by Katie Finn, who is um, a pseudonym for Margaret. Margaret, who am I talking about? <laughs> who the hell's I that? I almost said Margaret Atwood for some reason. <laughs> totally different people. <laughs> Morgan Matson. Um, who is kind of that Morgan Matson is her more popular name and it's her like actual name. Um, for what's her what's her like biggest book is it amy and rogers epic detour yeah i would say so. yeah or since you've like been gone since you've been gone yeah um yeah so she's a i love her she's such a cool person and she's a really great author super great ya um amy and rogers epic detour is one of my favorite ya books to this day i need to reread it because i i have reread it a couple times but it was all so long ago but anyway the reason i originally found her was because of her book's Um, that she writes under Katie Finn and top eight is this book from like 2010 or something like kind of before YA was what we think about it now Mm -hmm. I want to look up how old it is just because the way that they like talk about phones like they have a one of the main characters like keeps breaking her Motorola razor oh my god (laughs) so this is like 2007 2008 maybe yeah I know right um 
Let's see, what year is it from? I'm gonna. I'm trying to Google it while I talk. Never a good combination. Oh yeah, <laughs> originally published 2008. Ha ha. If you think about it, it must have been written in like 2007. Yeah. So actually, yeah, it's older than I thought. But yeah, it's for me. It is a comfort book. It's like watching. It's like rewatching Dirty Dancing or rewatching one of your favorite movies that just makes you really happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is about this girl who goes on vacation for two weeks when she comes back the first thing she does like she goes somewhere sorry where she like the galapagos islands where she can't access the internet she's Mm -hmm. on a boat the whole time so she finally lands gets home and rushes to her computer opens her laptop logs into friendverse (laughs) which is like a myspace facebook mixture she logs into friendverse and sees that she was hacked that her account has been torn apart. Oh like her profile picture is a really ugly photo of her. All of her likes and interests, because apparently that mattered on this like friendverse <laughs> website that yeah. Morgan Matson or Kitty Finn invented, are like changed. So like she had like meticulously like put like my favorite books, my favorite music, yeah. but then it's oh, just like all of this terrible music and everything. But the worst part is that like whoever hacked her went on and like did like these blog posts revealing secrets about her friends and wrote really rude things and posted on their walls basically being like i hate you you're the worst and everyone unfriended her and the person who hacked her literally went on which i think is so funny like when i say it out loud it's insanely ridiculous (laughs) but when i read it i'm like no Um, (laughs) is that like the person broke up with her boyfriend over facebook and her boyfriend was just like fine we're over They've been dating for 17 days. So oh I God. guess it was like, and, and it's like, you know, teenagers yeah. high school. That um, It is kind of a, a little unbelievable that anyone would accept a Facebook breakup. But still, I it, honestly, it does sound possible. Um, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. But anyway, that's the, that's the like catalyst for the story. And then it's about, it's like a detective book about her trying <laughs> I to figure love out who hacked her, who did it. And it's funny too, because I have probably, my friend's read this book like 11 times <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and i know beat for beat what is gonna happen who did it why they did it where the clues are and i am still so excited i'm just like <gasps> what's gonna happen? i love that wow so if you guys are looking for a happy fluffy ya book top eight one of my favorites i loved it i i love it and yeah i haven't finished it yet because i had kind of a busy week but i'm excited to get back to it let me tell you i'm so glad you're reading something that makes you so happy thank you me too mine is I really mine is it. the opposite mine just makes me feel so dead inside <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're having a very opposite uh reading yeah experience it's right super now. interesting um but on that note what is the last thing that you finished have you finished anything uh, since then yes oh, i finished the okay. book that i talked about last week which is good because i wanted to talk about it um if cats disappeared from the world i finished it you finished yeah, it. yeah f- oh exciting yes so to answer the question that everyone is asking <laughs> When something disappears from the world in this book, it yeah. disappears everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I was very curious. Yeah. I was very curious. But the, Thank the you interesting thing, like, just for example, on because basically it chronicles a week in his life, and each day yeah. he makes something else disappear. And mm-hmm. so on the first day, he makes phones disappear. And so... Yeah. He just like, and then the next day he, you know, gets on the train or whatever, and he's just like looking around, and you know, there's no phones, so nobody is looking at their phones. Everyone's like reading a book or just talking to each Whoa. other, and so it's kind of him reflecting on how each thing 
like you know how they affect the world and how them disappearing yeah. makes things different as well yeah. and so but it's interesting because people still talk about like having previously spoken to each other on the telephone and stuff it's not oh. like they forget that phones ever existed but suddenly they're just gone and everybody just goes along with it basically that's so interesting yeah so it's kind of like a cool magic and then yeah i yeah, love that kind of stuff it was really interesting and it's a lot more of like a kind of introspective kind of book than Mm -hmm. I thought it would be but I really Mm -hmm. liked it because each day like I said something else disappears and then he observes the world and sees how it's different and how it's better or worse but usually it's it's better because it's all like things that humans have you know created just to make things more convenient and it's like but without them you can still live is kind of like the message that he's getting across and it was really nice um but then there's also it's very emotional like this book made me cry so much (laughs) really this sounds like it's right up my alley i really think you would like it it's like i said super short it's under 200 pages it's japanese and it involves cats um and yeah really sounds like it's right up my alley. it is yeah really really good but yeah i would say if you've ever like had a pet pass away this book will make you cry just because it brings up all those emotions (laughs) um yeah although the cat in this book doesn't die it's it's just like there's there's other things that he talks about from his past i'm just letting you know the cat doesn't die um yeah but does he disappear (laughs) i don't know i can't tell you that (laughs) but yeah it was like so good it just like hit me right in the heart and was just like damn a good book and it's so easy to fly through like because it's such a quick book so yeah i highly highly recommend it i think you would like it for sure yeah. Oh, and so I just looked it up because I'm literally like, I think I need to buy it. You gotta. And it came out March of last year. So it's actually pretty new. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. And you could probably, you, could, you might be able to get it back. off of Book Outlet or something. Because I found this on Book Depot, which is like Book Outlet, but even cheaper. So. <laughs> <laughs> but even worse. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> did you finish anything this week? I actually did. And I'm very excited to tell you my little tale of this book <laughs> Oh, I can't I wait. Read. So basically, I was going to go on a very big road trip. I was going to drive to and back from Vancouver. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Vancouver for me is on a sunny, nice day, about four and a half hours away. On a terrible winter day, about six hours away. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, I thought to myself, you know I could probably read an entire audiobook yeah, I remember you during that. this trip. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, okay, this would be really fun. Let me pick a shorter audiobook. Because even though it's going to be like five hours that way, five hours this way, I can't listen to the audiobook literally the entire time. Mm-hmm. Because like sometimes I like have to turn it off to like listen to the instructions. Like when I'm in Vancouver proper, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, where am I? I'm Stressful. driving in a city. <laughs> uh, um, but then also like I would break for certain things. And sometimes, and I knew this would happen and it did happen a bunch. Sometimes I have to stop the audiobook and like put on music because I'm starting to get bored and fall asleep and mm-hmm. I have to like focus on the road and wake myself back yeah, up. Yeah, I get that. So, um, yeah, so I chose a shorter audiobook and it was one that I had just that had just come out. It came out on January 21st. Oh, wow. So it's literally as an audiobook only been out like three weeks. Um, but then as a physical book, I think it came out at the end of 2019. Anyway, the book is called Vanishing fleece by clara parks so this is a book about the wool industry (laughs) (laughs) i love it tell me everything (laughs) and here's why i read it so 
I got a sponsorship opportunity for my Instagram um, from this company called Woolmark. This is in no way sponsored by them, guys. It's just how I got to this mm. book. Um, so they basically wanted to send me a sweater made of merino wool because their whole mission is to let people know about how cool wool is. Like, literally, they're just wool <laughs> fans. I love that. Um, and, like, they talk about how wool is biodegradable and wool is really good for the environment because it it doesn't like have a lot of the same connotations that fast fashion does and as a fabric it doesn't have any plastic which a lot of modern fabrics Mm. do so when you wash it there's no microplastics and i'm reading about i get this like email telling me about wool and i'm like wait a minute what is going what is going on here i realized i know nothing about wool yeah like why would we but I also didn't. I was like, I don't know anything about wool. And I actually am very interested in sustainable fashion. It's something that matters to me a lot. I um, A couple of years ago, I watched this documentary called mm. The True Cost, which God. is about the fast fashion industry. And it opened my eyes. I almost swore because it really, really <laughs> fucking opened my eyes, guys. <laughs> and I was like, wow. It is not worth it to shop at the mall when you can do other things. Mm -hmm. So I started like I kind of started on my journey of like buying ethically made clothing and thrifting. And it's really led me through kind of a fashion revolution of, of in my own life. And so anyway, I was like, wow, wool. What is this? So anyway, I'm like looking up wool on Instagram and stuff. And I stumble upon this woman, Clara Parks, on her Instagram. And she's like the biggest wool nerd you've ever seen. (laughs) And like she's like us, like with books, but with yarn. She's a yarn reviewer. She was a yarn reviewer for decades. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But she just seems super enthusiastic about it. And then I saw that she had written a book called vanishing fleece that was coming out like that week or something yeah and i was like what are the odds and i go to her instagram story and she posted that she was recording the audiobook and that it was coming out soon and i was like this sounds wonderful like even and i so i looked it up and it was like a short audiobook it's like five and a half hours and i was like that sounds honestly to me really fun to like just hear this woman who's so into yarn talk to me for five hours about the wool industry that's sign so me cool. up <laughs> so i pre-ordered the book which i have never done for an audiobook and then yeah on january 21st it was like your book is ready and i was like i'm about to go on a road trip this is perfect <laughs> amazing so for my entire trip to and from vancouver i just listened to this woman tell me about wool and it was great it is such a good book it's a beautiful story um basically like she obviously because she's been in the yarn world knitting world for so long she has a lot of friends in different aspects of it and she knows this sheep farmer and the sheep farmer had some extra wool that had just been sheared from some of his sheep and he was like do you want it and she was like hell yeah (laughs) and she's like you know what i'm gonna do i am going to try and make this like very raw wool into knittable yarn and go through that whole process so literally it's like chapter one shearing and she goes to the farm and like sees what it's like to be like she like she helps shear these uh sheep and then part two is like 
washing it, which is called scouring it. And then the next step is like dying and then this and then that. And you wa- you're following her as she goes through and she learns about the wool industry and she learns about how wool in America in the 50s basically was canceled because we discovered how to make synthetic fibers. Mm. And, and it was just a very fascinating deep dive into this world I knew nothing about. I feel like I learned so much. I'm like now a huge fan of wool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she talks about she she did this one little shout out against PETA, which I thought was super brave and oh my really God. awesome. Because PETA says that wool isn't um like it it's animal cruelty. Yeah. I but get, it's not I understand why they would say that. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually not. Because Sheep need to get shorn. (laughs) Yeah, this is the thing. Sheep have to get shorn because, uh, like, for thousands of years, we've bred them so that they don't shed on their own anymore. Mm -hmm. And so they literally need humans to shear them. And especially, like, with these farmers, they do it with so much care. She was like, she didn't see any blood. They, They love their animals, right? And what's really interesting is that there's not really such thing as factory farming for sheep because it's not like they are you're you don't use them every day like yeah. you do with like dairy cows or something mm-hmm. like the sheep just live and then for one day out of the year you cut their hair off and then they go back to living in their fields you know what i mean dude so we should get a farm and have sheep oh my god we should <laughs> but like anyway it was so interesting it was super like it's really ethical it's great for the environment the animals are honestly really happy and i was just like this is freaking sick she goes into like some of the controversy that have happened with with wool but like how it's only in australia and only with certain farms and i'm like i'm learning so much this is what it's like to be educated everyone i loved it so yeah anyway if anyone's looking for a book about wool let me tell you vanishing (laughs) fleece is the one for you (laughs) i bet there's lots of people looking for a book about wool there's got to be a huge market for that (laughs) i posted an instagram story of me knitting and i like this was months ago or weeks ago and i was like knitting and I literally have never gotten so many DMs from people being like, oh my God, I knit too. (laughs) There's a big community. I also knit and I have a friend who knits and we love knitting. So you see, this is what I mean. Like there's this massive communities and I feel like there's a solid overlap between readers and knitters. Yeah. So um, there might be listeners out there who are like, hmm, wool. But also if you're into (laughs) fashion at all. It's like an yeah, interesting it's super kind of interesting. It is an interesting topic that I would have never thought to like look into, but yeah. hearing you talk about it was super interesting. I'm really glad that I could share that with you. Yeah. Um, wool is awesome, and that book was really really fun. So it is now time for recommendations. No, it's not. It's time for book news. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so Raylene, what is your book news? Hmm. Okay, so. <laughs> I found a few pieces of book news, but one of them that I'm really excited to talk about won't be relevant until next week. So I'm just going to talk about my small piece of book news. (laughs) I have like really excited book news for next week. (laughs) Weird. I know. Um, So my book news this week is kind of random, but basically Patrick Ness, who is one of my favorite authors, he wrote the Chaos Walking trilogy, The Knife of Never Letting Go. Everybody's heard of this. He has a new book coming out and he recently posted a picture of like the first paragraph of it and also the back of the book. Yes. And I just wanted to talk about it because I thought it was hilarious with this book. This book sounds hilarious. So it's called Burn and it's going to be coming out in, I think, May in the UK and June everywhere else. And okay, let me just read you the first little bit of the back of this book. 
On a cold right. Sunday evening in early 1957, Sarah Dewhurst waited with her father in the parking lot of the Chevron gas station for the dragon he'd hired to help on the farm. <gasps> I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I was like, where the hell did that sentence go? <laughs> I love it and I'm ready. <laughs> so yeah, this book is all about a dragon. It says he has arrived at the farm because of a prophecy. A prophecy that involves a deadly assassin, a cult of dragon worshippers, two FBI agents, and somehow Sarah Dewhurst herself. So it's like Amazing. a weird fantasy book. And it's written wow. by Patrick Ness. And he's the greatest. He's a great writer. He's a great person. His Instagram is just like gives me life he's such a good guy um so i'm just one really excited that that book is coming out and two yeah that synopsis was just like i had to share i just had to yeah. share that that is actually super fun the only book i've read by him is a monster calls but i oh, really yeah. loved that so yeah i love how di like diverse his writing style is i guess because he yeah. has like the chaos walking trilogy is this dystopian series that is written super weirdly. And then there's A Monster Calls, which is like, you know, this beautiful book with illustrations and it's about something completely different than yeah. the Chaos Walking. And then he has like, um, The Rest of Us Still Live Here or whatever that one's called. Yeah. I didn't like that one, but it's, <laughs> and again, a totally different, like fun concept. And now this, like a book about a dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I think he just, really I cool. love that. Yeah. He's all over the place. He's so cool. So yeah. That's crazy. What is your book news? Well, I'm actually very excited about my book news. Um... I saw this, I actually don't remember how I saw this, but when I saw it, I was very, very happy. And then mm -hmm. someone messaged me on Instagram and was like, have you seen this? And I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> Basically, they are making a film version of My Year of Rest and Relaxation. <gasps> oh my right. heck. I am so excited. So there is almost no details. <laughs> mm, it's in the early stages, I see. <laughs> it's in super early stages. Um, and I honestly, I couldn't find any information about it. I was like, somebody said that this director, Yorgos Lanthimos, Lanthimos was going to be directing it. And I was like, where did you find that information? Like, how does anyone know anything? And so first of all, um, I went on Twitter and I found this person who was like tweeted about it, that it's going to be with that director. Mm -hmm. And someone replied to them and was like, where is the proof of this? I yeah. can't find anything. And she replied back saying it's included in her author bio in the preview copies of her new novel. Oh, so I was, I was doubly <laughs> excited to get this art copy of death in her hands, but I don't see it anywhere uh -oh. on here. So I'm wondering if like, maybe they gave out samples somewhere yeah. or if like, this one is a British arc, I think. So maybe they're different in different countries. Mm. I don't know, but... A mystery. I'm going to trust this person, Louise Benson, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the other really interesting and exciting thing is that it's being produced by um, a company called Atlas Entertainment and Lucky Chap. And Lucky Chap works with or is owned by Margot Robbie. Oh! <gasps> So Very that's good. really cool. And the, uh, the director that's attached to the project, Yorgos Lanthimos, mm -hmm. um, has directed a lot of cool movies, like The Favorite. I knew that's who it was. When you said his yeah. name, I was like, I feel like it's that guy who does all the weird movies. It's that crazy yeah. Greek guy. <laughs> yeah. Also, The Lobster, The Killing of a Sacred <gasps> Deer. So he's done like really cool movies. Oh, and excited. that is literally perfect 
for my year of rest and relaxation. Mm-hmm. It is weird, and I want it to be weird on the on the screen. So, anyway, I'm just so excited about this movie. It has absolutely no date for release. It has no information about like who the actors are or mm-hmm. anything but it's something i'm like for sure gonna be keeping my eye on yeah you know i, I mean. really hope that the director thing is true because what if it's yeah. not him that would be so upsetting uh, after it finding it out and then it being wrong would be really sad yeah that's true Whew. this could be the kind of like recurring um book news yeah. where every time i get a little <laughs> update i'll let you know i want to hear everything <laughs> Wow, that's All so right, exciting. well, now it is actually time for uh, book recommendations. Let's start off with your one. Okay, so this one is kind of long, but I'm going to read the entire thing. Usually yeah. we kind of abridge these to make it quicker, but this is just such a funny recommendation request that I'm going to read <laughs> the whole thing. So this one is coming from Karina, and she says, Hello, I'm looking for books that are safe for work. Sometimes, if things are slow between assignments, my bosses don't mind if I read an ebook during downtime. In order to avoid getting a migraine, I have to make the word super big on my laptop. <laughs> However, this can get real awkward real fast if something sexual happens in the Ooh. book that I wasn't expecting. This yep. happened recently while I was reading The Vegetarian. My- nope. Bad choice. <laughs> bad choice. <laughs> my office is pretty busy and open, so people can easily see what I'm reading. If you could please recommend some books that won't force me to creatively adjust my laptop screen, that would be great my only other requests are nothing too long as i will be reading this sporadically plus no graphic novels please nothing against them i just don't prefer reading them on a computer which is totally fair yeah i would never read a graphic also how do you make a graphic novel like the font bigger like you'd have to make the whole thing bigger then how do you how do you read that that'd be so annoying (laughs) i can understand why she doesn't want to read them on a computer but yeah this Oh, this request just, it cracked me up so hard. Yep, that's, it's good. Because it's really the image good. of just huge letters of that sex was, scenes. I think that's what for me really knocks <laughs> us into the, into the big leagues. It's just like imagining this giant text on this screen and people just reading like the vegetarian over her shoulder. Yeah. Jeez, not the right pick. Let no, me tell you. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so for this one, I decided to go with a book I read a couple of years ago, and mm-hmm. that book is A Man Called Uva by Frederick Bachman. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is a book that our friend of Max loves. Not that anybody cares, <laughs> but I always see him talking about that book. <laughs> it's just such a universally lovable book, um, mm. and completely clean, you know, nothing yeah. sexual going on, because it's literally, a, it's about a sad old man. <laughs> So <laughs> this is a, a Swedish book. And so the main character is this old man named Uva. And he is the most grumpy, curmudgeonly old man that Love you've it. ever met. But he still has like a lovable aspect to him. Like he's, cause he's really sad is the thing. Like he's really grumpy cause just by nature, but he's also like been through lots of sad things. He's feeling yeah. very lonely and there's just like lots of dark undertones to the book, but it on the same, you know, it's also very light and humor, full of humor. Cause yeah. basically the, what, kicks off the book is that um this family moves in next door and they back their u-haul into his mailbox and he gets <gasps> so angry about it oh, no! <laughs> he's so mad and then they I, and then there's also a cat involved somehow but yeah this family that moves in next door there's like two young kids and he's just like super like angry about everything he's like oh those people are so irritating and they're always coming over to talk to me and he's just really angry but throughout the story you know like they grow on him and it's a beautiful beautiful book and yeah it's so good so i highly recommend that i've been kind of waiting for the right moment to recommend this book because i 
I don't know. It's like, it's very universally recommendable. I could have recommended it so many times, but I'm like, this right. feels like the right time. Cause it's the most like that. wholesome book. Like it's just yes. very, very wholesome. So that's, a, yeah. I think that that genuinely sounds like the perfect book. Um, so good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> what did you pick? So, uh, you know, she gives a couple factors, mm-hmm. right? There are a couple things to consider. The main factor is safe for work. So it can't have anything awkward in it. But she also wants something short Mm -hmm. and something that she can, um, she's going to be reading sporadically. So it's got to be kind of a bit more simple, I feel, Mm -hmm. right? So I decided that the category that she needs is middle grade. I was was thinking that too. That was one of my thoughts. You need just, you just need to read middle grade. Middle grade is so safe and easy to come in and out of. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, within that boundary, I was like, what is one of my favorite middle grade books? And I was so excited to, to recommend <laughs> Peter Pan by J.M. Oh Mary. my God. <laughs> so it is such a strange book. Have you read it? Yeah. Didn't we read it for the Cray Club back in like oh 2013? Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> we did. We read it for our cringy book club a very long time ago. You're so right. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember if you liked it or not. I didn't. But go no. on. Continue. Okay, that's fair. It's not for everyone, <laughs> yeah. but this is kind of my point. I feel like Peter Pan is such an important story culturally mm-hmm. in the West. Definitely. Like it is just a, one of our big fairy tales. Everyone knows about this kid who can't grow up. Everyone knows about the Lost Boys because all there's been so many movie versions totally. of it, right? It's very iconic. Like, yeah, we grew up with the animated version, but then there was the 2003, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Jeremy Sumter? That guy? That that version of it? Um, the, like, uh, Jason Isaacs. The guy, oh, he, yeah. Lucius Malfoy as Hook. Um, Love that. It's just there's so many versions of it and everything, but I actually don't think that as many people have read the book. And if you read the book, it is freaking weird. It uh-huh. is a strange <laughs> tale. And I just feel like if you have time at work to be reading something, that it could be really cool to kind of knock this off a bucket list in a way. That's a very good point. read this tale that it won't take you that long to read it because it is middle grade. It's written for children. Um, and it, But it is very interesting. And I think it will really add a layer of complexity to how you think about the tale of Peter Pan. Him. it's a lot more depressing than you think uh-huh. <laughs> um but it is totally safe for work there's nothing inappropriate in it it is short um but i i really love that book i think it's super strange and bizarre and i don't know there's just something about it that gets to me it's a, a certain vibe that kind of freaks me out in an exciting <laughs> way <laughs> well if that's not a glowing recommendation i don't know what is <laughs> <laughs> all right well let us jump into my recommendation. Yeah. So this comes from Felice, and she asks for a short book that made you think, oh, wow, this is a really smart idea, or anything that's full of mind-twisting and an intense storylines. I really like this one because I love short books, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also, like, sometimes you read a book and you, you literally do think that. You're like, wow, that was a cool idea. That was really clever. That was really smart. Like, that was really interesting, really unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Raylene, what did you pick? Okay, so I went off the rails a little bit on this one because it's not really short, but it's not Fine. long either. It's just like, it's okay. a, like a 300 page long book, but it's YA, yeah. so it's quick to read. Um, okay, and it's yeah. one of my all time favorite books. And oh, that I'm book, ready. like, yeah, it's in my top 10. And wow. that book is Unwind by Neil Shusterman. 
fascinating choice. This I've been meaning to read that book. book for approximately 15 years. <laughs> oh my god. I know. I read this like when I was a young teen before the sequels were even announced or had come Ooh, out. And stressful. so this to me was just a standalone book and I read it like lying on a, a lake beach and was just like... <laughs> This is amazing. And oh, wow. I've read it a few times. And then this, the the sequels came out and I read them and they're pretty good. They expand on the world, but I feel like you can just read the first book and be totally okay, satisfied. Yeah. So okay. for those who don't know, this book basically is a dystopian story where abortion has been made illegal. It's not a thing. And so okay. there are tons of unwanted children, basically, is kind of mm -hmm. the, the catalyst for everything. And stressful. so it is very stressful. <laughs> like there are laws made where people, if they have a baby they don't want, they can leave it on someone's doorstep. And as long oh as they're God. gone, as long as they're gone before the person opens their door, that child legally belongs to the person whose doorstep it was left on. Oh my God. That's really exciting. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's lots of weird shit in this book, man. And so, so that's one of the things that happens. And another thing, though, is what the title insinuates, Unwind. Yeah. So when people turn 13, there's a thing called unwinding. And okay. what unwinding is, is people, it's usually people's parents sign them up or like volunteer them to be unwound. And unwinding means that they, doctors take apart their whole body and then their, oh and their different body parts and organs and stuff then get dispersed to be like organ donors. Um, oh but these kids don't have a choice, but right. it's, so it's basically parents who didn't want their kids. They volunteer them to become unwound, wow. which is so messed up. Like this series yeah. is so interesting because it's something that could happen. I right. could totally see this happening. It's so dark. Um, but it's so interesting. And so the story is about three different characters who all kind of have a different place in this world. One yeah. character whose name is Lev basically was born and has been raised knowing that he was going to be un unwound. And like, he, it's like a, it's like a cult and it's like a weird religion where he like wants it. He's like, this is my destiny. I'm going to oh help so God. many people. This is what I want for me. So that's, that's how he grows up. And then there's a, a character named Connor actually, <gasps> and spelled the same way as your Connor. No and way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You've got to read this book. <laughs> and he is basically just like, he is supposed to be unwound and then he runs away like because he doesn't want to do it. So he gets out of oh, it. Yeah. And then there's, enough. yeah, yeah. And then there's another character named Risa who I can't remember if she's on the run exactly, but she basically winds up picking up this baby because somebody leaves it on a doorstep and she's like, you can't, I can't just leave this baby here. And so she picks up the baby. So they're on the run. But <gasps> it basically, they all intertwine these three kids and a random baby. And it's about <laughs> them trying to survive and all that kind of stuff. And throughout the series, obviously they, you know, are trying to change the system and change the way things mm. work. So there's like, mm. it deep dives into that quite a bit. And yeah. there's a lot more weird, interesting things that happen. But the first book, like I said, was originally a standalone. So it finishes in a way that you could just end the story there That's and awesome. be happy. So I did feel like- Did you like the sequels? I did. I would okay, say that's, that's the second book out of all the sequels was probably the best one. And then okay. the third and fourth ones were like, yeah, like three stars. Like, I'm glad right. I read them because they expand on the world, but they weren't necessary, I guess. And they just, they didn't feel as strong as the first book or the first two books. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't highly recommend the series, but I highly, highly recommend the first book and maybe the first two. It. Yeah. It's perfect. I You made me want to read it. Oh, good. I'm glad. I, I was actually, just like, this is a book I feel like I can talk about because I love it so much. <laughs> I remember because of you, I bought that book for my brother. So... There is an edition of it in my house somewhere. Oh my god, perfect. That's fun. 
Um, well, the book that I picked is another classic. I don't know. I was just in a classics mood, I guess, when I was reading these recommendations. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, a book that when I read it, I was felt like it was really smart and interesting. That for me is one of my all time favorite books. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Well, The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde yeah. uh, by Robert Louis Stevenson. I'm obsessed with that book. I feel, that, and this is the dumbest thing I've ever said, but I feel like it's an undiscovered gem. Like, even mm. though it's so famous and so, like, unanimously known and everything, infamous, I just feel like I don't actually meet that many people who have read it. No, totally. Like, people know, yeah, people know it. of Jekyll and Hyde, but it's yes. more of, like, a concept than having read the book. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I totally get that. And like, there's some, there's a lot of stories that are like that. Like, for example, Big Brother. Everyone knows about Big Brother from 1984. But the thing about 1984 is that a lot of people have to read it in high school. So even if they don't really mm. like the book, they've at least like read it. But with this, um, with Jekyll and Hyde, everyone knows about it, but no one's, I, no one's made yeah. to read it in high school. No, that's true. And so like, I feel like just. I just feel, I just really, really feel like people are missing out on such an interesting story. Mm -hmm. So obviously you've heard of it. It's about a guy who invents this um, like liquid. And when, when he drinks it, he becomes basically a horrible version of himself. And so it's, he goes from being Dr. Jekyll to being Mr. Hyde. And that's like kind of the basic concept and that's all I really went into the story thinking about but it is so much more fascinating than that it it talks about like morality and what it is to be human and what to do when you do something really wrong and like when you hate yourself because like Dr. Jekyll doesn't trust Mr. Hyde at all mm. because Mr. Hyde's getting into all the, this nonsense without him and so he starts to kind of fear himself you know what I mean yeah. and like there's so much to take from it and careen from it that is actually very applicable to our own lives but it's also just such an interesting story it's really really short it's like 75 pages or something mm. it's like a no it's a, actually more like a novella yeah that's true but it's written beautifully there are some lines in there where you're just like oh this is beautiful it's set in edinburgh which is such a cool setting for a story like it's very spooky and stressful um and i don't know i just loved it is it set in edinburgh or is it set in london it might be set in London. I have no and idea. I'm thinking about a slightly different story. Whatever. It's set in either London or Edinburgh. And it's like a very spooky Victorian setting. And everything feels mysterious and gothic and wrong and bad. Mm -hmm. um, but it's really exciting and beautiful and really interesting. And like, you know, it's. A, I think that for Felice, it's this idea of like a really interesting read. It's really interesting to read about a guy who kind of gets addicted to drinking this elixir he invented that separates his morality from his body like that's yeah, fascinating that is really cool um i love that book so much and i i'm definitely in need of a reread for it because i haven't read it in a while i love that book Better do have you it. read that book it sounds like you've read it. i have i've read it but i it's the same thing where like i haven't read it in so long i feel like i should read it again yeah did you like it i think i gave it three stars okay well but that that's I that's often the case stars. for me with <laughs> classics is that like i enjoy what it's saying but it's just like the journey of getting through the book sometimes is a little bit of like a, mm. a slog, but mm -hmm. I feel like going back and revisiting it now, I might be more into it. 
because yeah. as a teenager, I didn't really love classics, and I think I read it when I was a teenager. That's, so yeah, that's fair. What can that's what fair. can you expect? I remember I first read it for a class in university about Scottish literature, which is why I'm thinking it was set in Edinburgh. But maybe it was just Robert Louis Stevenson who's from Edinburgh. I don't remember. Didn't he move to Hawaii? It just genuinely doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I but then I had to read it again for another class like years later, and I was so excited to reread it, and it was just as good the second time. So. Yeah, I remember really loving it, but that was many years ago. I am old. I'm really old. <laughs> Lately, I just feel it in my bones, man. <laughs> She's old. <laughs> um, well, before we go, we have one more recommendation request, but it's a little it's a little special. Um, Raylene, you pulled this one out. Raylene is in charge of the recommendation request, so mm-hmm. whenever you send in an email on our website, uh, if you ever want to send one in, it's booksunboundpodcast.com. If you ever submit a request, Raylene's the one who, she reads your email and she puts it in our spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you picked out a special one and you wanted to read it out. Yeah, so this one comes from Emily, and actually it's not a recommendation request, but a recommendation, which I thought was really cool. Um, So she says, I'm not looking for a book, but if you could pass on to the person looking for a nonfiction audiobook, uh, the audiobook for Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, which is by, uh, what's his name, Yuval Noah Harari? Yuval Harari, yeah. Um, She says that this book is so good, it changed, uh, wait, I learned so much and it changed my perspective on the world. And so we just wanted to share that for the person who was looking for nonfiction audiobooks a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, what's really funny is I almost picked that book for that recommendation. Oh my God. Because me and my boyfriend have been reading it for like a year now. It's a really <laughs> you guys long are so funny. audiobook. It is such a long audiobook. And so we've been listening to the audiobook whenever we like go on a trip or whatever. Mm. So we'll like knock off an hour here or there, but it's literally like 18 hours or something. It goes on forever. But it's so interesting. Um, I've le- I learned a lot from that book. And I agree with uh, Emily that it kind of shifted my perspective on humans a bit yeah that's super we're stupider than i thought (laughs) (laughs) i feel like i should listen to that one because that is a book that i find like the idea of it really interesting but i feel like i would never read it because it's so long i mean i also i was like this is very intimidating and it's like it's not only just long it's non-fiction long like about anthropology i'm like i don't know but as an audiobook it just it sounds it's like listening to a really awesome podcast like a really well researched podcast yeah i feel like nonfiction audiobooks are like my favorite genre of audiobook because most of the time they're books that i'm interested in but would never pick up and they're so interesting and so educational and fun to listen to so i should get into that more agree Mm. yes so more recommendations for nonfiction audiobooks would be really welcome actually That's funny. Yeah. Um, well, that brings us to the end of this episode. As always, Raylene, I had a great time chatting with you about Me too. books. This was great. Thank you so much to everyone for listening and for supporting us. If you like the podcast, make sure to share it um, and maybe leave a review on wherever, whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. Um, and we love seeing when you guys share the podcast on Instagram. Um, yeah, and if you want to support us, definitely check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash books unbound. Woohoo! Woohoo! So, with all that being said, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Bye.